Hello humans of triathlon and welcome to the hot podcast where we bring you the ordinary but extraordinary world of triathlon one human one story at a time with the aim to inspire and to celebrate this life-changing sport and its humans through real authentic raw and enjoyable conversations with triathletes from all around the globe and from all walks of life I'm Swapnil Chauhan here with my co-host Charles Hunk and Radmom Robin along with an amazing guest Yeah, guys, I've been so looking forward to talking with today's guest, um, as he is one of my Instagram heroes, and his posts offer a relentless drumbeat of honesty, integrity, hard work, grit, determination, and optimism. So I think he's going to be awesome for this podcast. Whether he's talking about his incredible performances at the World Multisport Championships in duathlon and triathlon, or he's giving insights into a hard-fought DNF at Ironman Canada, He shares his highs and lows with an eye to encouraging and inspiring others. He's been an endurance athlete for over 20 years, 10-time Boston Marathon qualifier, with his PR at age 49, guys. This is awesome. But when daily running began taking a toll, he reinvented himself as a triathlete, taking up swimming and biking at age 51 and clocking in an impressive 5.02 in his first time at the half Ironman distance. When you look at his ripped physique on Instagram, you'd have a hard time guessing this guy is almost 59 and has grandkids that he dotes on, but he's looking forward to several more decades in endurance sports, and I don't doubt that he will be inspiring us all the way there. Please welcome to the hot podcast, Instagram's old man can, Al Marlowe. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, welcome, pretty, uh, Al. <laughs> pr- pretty amazing intro there. I don't know if I'm worthy of all that, uh, all those accolades, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I try, that's for sure. Oh, nice pun there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... So, um, you know, normally we... Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Swapnil. You can you can lead us in. No, I was just going to say, like, Al, he's been one of those people who's constantly supporting all the athletes and stories we share on the Humans of Triathlon page. So I'm glad to be able to get him on and share his story with everyone else. And... So Al, thanks, thanks for all the support that you give to the athletes and the stories. It, it, I appreciate that. And no, it, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, I I get so inspired just reading so many people's journey. Just like myself, you know, we're just ordinary people, really, and just trying to manage life and balance life and uh, do something we love to do. So yeah, it's it's I really enjoy some of the stories, or mo- almost all of them. I try to get to read them as often as I can. So. So we usually just like to start off by getting into our guest's childhood um, yeah. to get a bit of context and just, you know, go from there. Sure. Well, uh, I'm not originally, I live in British Columbia now, but uh, I grew up in uh, in the prairies, I guess it would be the plains of the U.S. It's uh, in a small town in Saskatchewan. So uh, I had a pretty good upbringing there. My father was a hospital administrator, so he was kind of on the on the up and up, climbing the ladder, so to speak. So we, st- we started out in a small town. I've got uh, three brothers. I, ha- uh, I have three brothers and a sister. My youngest brother passed away a couple of years ago. But uh, we had a pretty close family. We were about, I think, four of us in five years growing up. So, and we didn't, we were obviously <laughs> at my age, their technology was isn't at the level it's at now. So we had lots of time to play outside and ride our bikes and do fun things like that. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a it was a good upbringing. My parents saw, supported uh, us all in anything. Like you know, there wasn't always a lot of money at times, but uh, they encouraged us to be active and join all kinds of sports. So uh, my oldest brother wasn't a lot into sports, but uh, I kind of took the lead on that with my my middle my two younger brothers, and uh, I just always liked running around doing fun things and uh in small town you're basically the you know your mom mother and father had to go at 10 o'clock at night and (laughs) round you up and (laughs) get you to bed so to speak back in those days so yeah it was lots lots of fun playing outside and yeah it was a great upbringing awesome and so what kind of sports were you into uh uh obviously being in canada and uh 
you know, in the winter time, winters are long. So I, uh, I start playing hockey when I was oh. about four and a half or five years old, I got on skates and then I started playing. I actually played hockey for 45 years. Oh, wow. So, uh, wow. yeah, I continued playing on and I, uh, yeah, so I loved hockey and I, uh, I just love the pace of the game. It's intensity. And, uh, I really, I kind of played that as like that as an athlete, even though I'm very small, but, uh, I uh, always uh, loved that. Uh, played a lot of baseball, uh, hardball actually. Like in the, uh, and then uh, actually that morphed into when I was an adult. I played a little bit of fast pitch and uh, and slow pitch as well, co-ed slow pitch as well. So that was a lot of fun. I golfed a lot. I took swimming lessons, but uh, <laughs> never was a real swimmer. So I took swimming lessons. I think up till I was about nine years old. So I could basically swim a length of a pool, maybe or two. I'm not too sure. I can't recall too often. But our summer holidays usually consisted of going to a lake and taking lessons at the lake sometimes. So that was about the extent of my swimming background. <laughs> yeah. So it was lots of fun. So what first got you into kind of um, like where did how did you transition sort of from these childhood sports, a lot of team sports into individual? Um, yeah, actually. Yeah. And then actually growing up, uh, I did a little bit of, it's funny, uh, the track and field thing. Uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not fast by any stretch in, in uh, like sprinting, but I I've got endure, always had endurance. Uh, and then I played football obviously in high school for five years. I played, played defensive linebacker, uh, or corner linebacker and I was small, but I was really aggressive and I like to hit people. <laughs> Yeah, I just mentioned two sports that are so aggressive, you know, hockey and football. And yeah, so that must exactly. have been that must have been hard for you given you know your height especially. Yeah, I was and I and like when I started playing football, I was a hundred in grade eight or grade nine, I was a hundred and three pounds. So uh yeah, I was pretty small, but I just I didn't care. I took on anybody. It didn't matter to me. I was it was a lot of fun and uh and then being on the defensive side of things, it was always more fun to hit somebody than being hit. So <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed that. So and then I didn't grow much bigger through high school. I think when I graduated high school, I was I uh actually in, in high school I played I played uh Football and also as a wrestling, and that was kind of the beginning of my individual sport, so to speak. Uh, so Greco-Roman wrestling and freestyle wrestling, and uh, and I really well, you've done a lot. Yeah, so I was I was always really active. Never had a lot of talent, but I was a really I had a ton of desire. That and that's kind of. That's my my trademark, I guess, through my whole life. I guess I get complimented on that, regardless if it's in my work or my play or my with my grandkids. It's everybody. I just go at it full full on, right? So, yeah. Do you think that this sort of a wide range of activities you've been doing, of you've tried along your life, has does does it that come from a from a feeling of trying out so many things to try to discover your passions? Because I'm I'm just trying to. When you started talking about this, you just started to remember a very recent podcast that we had, and uh, our guest talked about that. No, about uh, you just not being afraid of trying out anything, like anything for for much bizarre that it sounds, just to go out there and see whether it's something that you 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 would be passionate about. And if it's not, it's just fine. Just dro drop it and go for the next. So, is that something that the, uh, resonates you? in a way. Yeah, I, I would probably say that, uh, uh, like I said, I did, I tried a lot of things and the things I, the things I really liked, I stuck with and, uh, uh, just tried my best all the time. Try to try to be, I was always, I'm very introverted and I'm very shy. If you want to say I was really shy through my, my, uh, growing up. Uh, and, uh, I always, I felt, because I was small, I think I was insecure about myself. And I figured I, the only way I could uh, maybe garner respect, probably, I think, I think about it now is that if I, at least I showed that I had some passion and, and, uh, worked at, that's at all these activities is the best of my ability. I think, uh, that, like you said, resonated with me. So it's, Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I, uh, you know, maybe we, I think we all sometimes feel a little insecure about ourselves, but I, I look back on it now and I think, yeah, you know, I struggled with that a bit because I was so small and skinny and I got, I, got, I guess I could say I got, te I, did, I got teased or bugged about that being like a little guy. And, and so it, it forced me to like, just work a little bit harder than, uh, than maybe I had to, I don't, I don't know. I'm not too <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, it definitely seems to have carried over. 
Yeah, that kind of speaks to me as well. Like, you know, sports has kind of been what I turn to just because, like, I've been a socially awkward kid throughout high school and stuff and kind of still am. And yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what you're saying, yeah, it resonates with me a lot. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Like uh, I said, I was quite shy and, uh, you know, I I did, I did obviously have some friends and that, and that I, uh, you know, real close people, but uh, Mm -hmm. just struggled with it a bit for sure. Mm. I I love how in so many of our guests and and you're definitely one of them that the things that were their limits, like maybe shyness or, or whatever um, become their strengths. So like, you don't strike me as a, a terribly shy person. You, you're really, your outgoingness and your smile and your enthusiasm really come across. And so I would see that as a strength, but it, I mean, it looks like you built that from the ground up. Yeah. I think it, it took a lot of work for sure. Like to start to feel confident about myself and my abilities and, and just, I'm a, I'm a super positive person. That's always been one of my strengths. I I, uh, I, I don't like negativity. I, I, I like to encourage people. I like to help people as much as I can. I've always been that way. Uh, you know, a giver, if you will. I, I, I don't know. I just, my nature, my my uh, upbringing, I think, I came from a pretty strong family, you know, roots that way. And uh, my mother was just, uh, you know, she, she was a stay-at-home mom and raising five kids at home. And, you know, you, you had to sit back and appreciate that. And so, yeah, it's... It was good. So when when did when did running come about? Well, that's that's kind of fun. Like I, well, like I said I I I when I played high school football, obviously, I mean, <laughs> you've probably heard the stories about these uh, mean, tough coaches. And I played in the I played back in the day when you know that that uh, that type of coach that uh, was intimidating and he you know, almost a bullying type of coach. Uh, I played for a coach like that. He was really uh, motivating. But at the same time, uh, he was tough on on kids, and some kids didn't handle that very well. The punishment sometimes was, you know, doing laps around the football field. And I was generally like I was like I said, I wasn't a very fast kid, but I was always the f- kid that could last the longest going going around the track twenty five times that when, <laughs> when the practice wasn't going so well. So, you know, and my coach looked at me and he goes, "Damn, Marlo," he says, "I I wish you could, you could run as fast as you can go." So. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny that way. So, so I, I kind of took that as a compliment, but at the same time, it was like, you know, a little bit of a knock on my abilities. So, but yeah. And, and then I was rewarded for uh, the, like in my senior year in high school as a captain of the football team, you know, like I said, because of more of my uh, lead by example. So yeah, it was kind of, kind of nice that way. I felt, I felt uh, a bit vindicated if you will. <laughs> Well, and we've talked before uh, on this podcast with a couple of guests about how, like, uh, kids' sports are really oriented towards sprinters. Um, you know, football players don't run more than 100 yards in any direction. Um, you know, baseball, hockey. And and so for somebody who's a natural distance athlete or who excels in that going long and just keep on going and can go forever at that pace, there's not a lot of payback in, in kids' sports for that ability. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, I, I at the time you don't even realize that, right? That you have that ability. It's uh, you know, I, I guess I've been blessed genetically, if you will, uh, with that. Uh, <laughs> Unless and, you get punished uh, by your coach, that is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, and uh, like I said, I, I think I was even the cross country coach after football practice uh, came up and tried to recruit me, but unfortunately, it just conflicted with the season. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. I preferred football over running laps at that time. So, but he saw that in you. Yeah, it's kind of time. funny how that. Yeah, how that. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, but I said like at the time, I don't. Uh, you don't really appreciate that. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So as so getting back to your question. So I basically like uh, I got we got my wife and I we got married quite young. We had our kids. Uh, so family obviously was a uh, you know my primary importance to us and uh, raising our kids i got two daughters and a son you know i always kept active played hockey played some baseball and golf when uh, in our younger years of my in our, of our marriage and uh did a lot of that and then uh when i turned 38 my daughters were basically in late teens in high school or later years of high school my son was a little bit younger and i was coaching him in hockey and uh so i had a little bit more time on my hands 
given my daughters didn't really want to have much to do with me <laughs> at the time. So, <laughs> you know, you know what the teenagers are like, right? So it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, I was probably a little bit like that too, but, uh, anyways, uh, I, a friend of mine, good, good acquaintance of mine said, Hey, uh, there's this fitness class. Uh, why don't you come, come out? Uh, it's three time Monday, Wednesday, Friday, five o'clock. It's at, it's at our local, uh, one of our, uh, recreation centers here in town. And, uh, so I went out and uh, and it was an it was a the demographic uh, was probably I'd say between thirty and fifty five years of age and I was probably like I said I was in my late thirties thirty eight I believe it was and I just absolutely loved it it was like a lot of uh, you know like sprints and wallies and and we had the tunes playing the old Springsteen whatever else we had going there it was the <laughs> tunes were just and it was a lot of fun I, I had it was a fantastic one hour workout. And then uh, basically from that, I, uh, a couple of people asked me to go for a run outside. And I was like, outside? <laughs> and uh, of course, I live on the north coast of British Columbia. And we get about seven to eight months a year of kind of rain and snow. And <laughs> so the outdoor activities are, <laughs> are a little bit limited. So anyways, I ended up buying a little, uh, good jacket and whatnot and some good runners. And, and I was hooked immediately. Honestly, I went out and... Uh, did my first 5k run, so to speak. And, uh, with my buddies barely survived because <laughs> I was, we were used to doing these, just these sprints and all kinds of like just strength exercises in this, uh, fitness class. So it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, but I just, and then I just kind of started going out on my own, just took it upon myself. And yeah, that, that's kind of how I morphed into a, a runner. Hmm. And were you still playing hockey at the time? Uh, yes, I was, yeah. and I continued to. I, I did continue playing hockey in the winter months, as well as managing like my running. So yeah, I would uh, play hockey from basically mid September till the end of March, and uh, also manage my running. I would uh, at that time I wasn't really. I would run the odd rate, like uh, actually, if, like I said, <laughs> I don't know if I if you maybe I did mention that in my. Uh, my submission to you guys was that when I did my first 10k race, this friend of mine who introduced me to running or fit the class, uh, he says, Oh, let's do this 10k out in Terrace. And I went, Oh yeah. He says, I says, okay, sure. So we went out and then he goes, Oh, we just start out easy. And I think there was about 145, 155 people, all, all abilities. And, uh, so it's okay. It's, uh, it's this Sunday coming up. And so, <laughs> so we get out there and of course, you know, the gun goes off and it was like, we were, we were going at a, I felt was a leisurely pace. And I went, oh, you know what? I looked over at my buddy. He says, you know what? I'm going for it. <laughs> and he says, what? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm just going for it. I, I, I can't be running behind those guys ahead. So I kind of pushed myself and uh, basically a pack of five of us broke off. And it was, we were, uh, it was a tough run. It was, uh, we had a couple of really good climbs, like about a kilometer with about an 8% grade on it. So it was up and down through the t- town side of Terrace. And uh, uh, on the downhill, we ended up going on the downhill, coming back in, to, in toward, towards the finish line, about seven kilometers. Uh, three of us broke away. And uh, I was right on the heels of this guy. I passed him. I was in the lead. Then he passed me. And then the other guy passed. And it was, we were just kind of interchanging on the lead. And we got down to the bottom. And what the, the one runner, he fell off about 50 yards behind us. And we were shoulder to shoulder going and we were about 125 meters to the finish line. I figured, holy man, I might even win this race here. <laughs> I thought to myself, and it was like, uh, and, and next thing you know, this guy just dropped the hammer on me. And I literally, I couldn't, I couldn't go, I couldn't answer the bell. And he just dusted me, like I said, with probably about, I'd say 40 or 50 minutes. And I think I, that so <laughs> I ended up running a 3806, I think, in wow. my first 10 day race. <laughs> Dang. So so and i couldn't walk for basically i couldn't walk for a week after that so so i knew i left it all out there that was pretty so you took away some lessons i guess oh yeah i was humbled a little yes i got a little too cocky there and i thought oh you know i thought my ability was a little better but that that's where my fast twitch fibers i needed that i don't have so (laughs) he definitely had those so was it after that that you were like you know i can actually do this like when did it become a little more serious? Yeah, that was uh, definitely the uh, totally motivated me. It was like, you know what, I, I, I'm not bad at this. <laughs> and uh, so I basically, uh, I started buying books and reading a little bit online and 
and uh, started researching a bit. So that I, for about a, I think it was about, I ran my first half marathon in about two and a half years after that. And based on just reading and how to train for it, uh, I'd used, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the running room in Canada. It's a uh, John Stanton. He's a, uh, he's a pretty, uh, pretty motivating guy. And, uh, see, he has a chain of stores in Canada here. Anyways, I bought his book running start to finish. And that was kind of my first running book, so to speak, and, uh, kind of followed his training plan. And I think I ran a 120, just under 125 on my first half marathon, yeah, it was pretty flat wow. course, but uh, yeah, it was. So that was like two years later, or just under, or a little over two years later, and uh, that just hooked me. And then I did a couple more halves, got her down to just around one twenty four uh, the next year, and then I was in, uh, I was in, uh, I was running around town. I think it was about a month after I ran that one like one twenty four in June. I think it was in a, a guy, a buddy of mine who was a runner. We were just kind of. Just, well, I wasn't really a buddy, but he was more of an acquaintance. We had run each other on the roads out in town here. He says, hey, I'm running the Victoria Marathon in uh, in, in October. And this was July, probably 15th. And he says, why don't you come and run it? And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I think we were 12 <laughs> weeks out. And I was, I, you know, just completely clueless on running a marathon. I never even, it wasn't even on my radar at that time. I thought maybe in a year, I think I after I ran the 124 and, uh, it was so funny. It was, so then I basically Googled a, a 12 week marathon program or I didn't or searched on the web. So I came up with this thing and it was a pretty good program. I can't remember exactly where it was from, but so I trained and did, I think I had, uh, I ended up with three 20 plus mile runs. Plus I did a bunch of, you know, 12 to 16 milers and I, and I was managing, I was a little bit sore, but I was tired all the time. And, uh, yeah, 2001, I ran the Victoria marathon and I, I, and I, and, and also at that time, the Boston marathon was in the back of my mind. Right. But once I, once I registered, I said, well, you know, if I get, I think the qualifying time, I was 43 at the time. So, or yeah, let's see, 2001, no 42, I guess it would have been and going on 43. And, uh, the qualifying time, I think, was 3.10 or 3.15. I can't remember. So I said, oh, okay, if I get, you know, anywhere near that, I, I said, based on my kilometer an hour pace on my half, I said, I should be able to do that. And, uh, yeah, I ended up finished with a 3.07. Wow. Again, like I couldn't walk for, I couldn't walk for a week. It was like super painful. But, uh, yeah, my first marathon, and I, fin- I think I finished like uh, 99th out of, like 3000 or 3500 runners i can't remember what it was offhand but it was uh, i was like i i shocked myself so i ended up qualifying for boston in my first go at it and uh and i gave it everything i had and uh, like i had i think i was about 37 kilometers i started to get a little bit i was starting to hit the wall a bit because i my nutrition was probably not great because i was just drinking water i didn't take gels i did i took the gatorade i think they had at the state aid stations there but they had really good aid stations that were laid out so i always i made sure ensured that i drank at those days but that was uh basically my first first uh crack at the marathon and i and i and after that i was just absolutely hooked and i just i, I from there i just educated myself more and more about nutrition and and just like speed work because i didn't really do any speed work at that time i was just running basically running hard all the time <laughs> that's why i was <laughs> sore all the time so uh yeah i would my uh my t- i basically did a tempo run four times a week like that's the way i was training and i was wondering why i was so sore and then i started to, like i said read a little bit and educate myself. oh you don't have to run like this all the time okay i get it now <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, like I said, it was a, it was a heck of a journey for about uh, I think up until like I said I ran uh, nine marathons up to uh, I think it was two thousand two thousand nine or end of two thousand eight and uh, or eight yeah eight mar- eight marathons up to two thousand eight and uh, at forty nine I hit two fifty two and in Toronto and I was on pace to break two fifty. I ran my last two kilometers in like five forty five pace. I was so dehydrated. I, I just, I was literally, I thought I wasn't going to make it to the finish line and I was running four Oh one, four Oh two Ks for the whole race. It was just like, I, I was just on cloud nine and I was trying to, I was trying to qualify for the New York marathon at the time. I think two fifty five was a qualifying time. So yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. 
That is some impressive stuff. No <laughs> kidding. So you definitely found your strength area. Yeah, and and, it, and for me, the running is just like it's so therapeutic. Like I, I know I, I talk to other athletes and people who love running, and it's it's your your it's your you time. It's you can think about anything, or you don't have to think about anything at all, right? And you can sort your life for you don't like I said, you don't have to. You can just make it just uh, admiring the scenery and the you know taking it all in that way or. Or like I said, it's uh, it's been super therapeutic for me, and that's one of the reasons why I re- I've really stuck with it. So, so do you think that those team sports that you did early on, those aggressive sports, do you think that helped in the thing, or do you think it's kind of damaged the body? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely the football and hockey i'd say probably even more so the hockey uh my like my shoulders are i'm really struggling right now i've got a double tear on my right shoulder that uh, i'm waiting for i I had an mri done and i've got some arthritis in there obviously i'm a little bit older so but uh, i've got a double tear and i'm scheduled to get that repaired here hopefully and then i'm just waiting to hear from the surgeon but uh definitely yeah I, i definitely think it has a had an impact on yeah, you know, the <laughs> the condition of my body, some somewhat for sure. At the same time, this the speed that you have, I'm guessing it's from there. Yeah, I, I think like in hockey, it's uh, very anaerobic. Like it's it's very similar to football that way. Like uh, I was uh, I played defense, but I also played some forward. Uh, uh, I've actually started. I played forward more when I was younger. So you're uh, as a winger, I always had to chase the puck and. I wasn't super fast. It took me a little while to get to the top end, but once I got to that top end, I could hold it. Like I always chase somebody down, back checking in a game or something. And I always had that desire to to get the puck or, you know, and help my team out. So that was, uh, yeah, for sure. I think that definitely helped enhance uh, my ability to have that, the speed that I have in my running, for sure. So you actually hit this sort of uh, fantastic uh, personal best or personal record, how you want to call it, uh, when when you did this Toronto Marathon. Yeah. Was it then that you decided somehow, or was it close to that time when you, when you decided, no, I, I'm, I'm okay, I want to try something different. Maybe that's when you sort of found triathlon somehow. I'm not sure if, if it was it's a coincidence or if, or, or if the triathlon happened later on. Yeah, actually with triathlon, uh, I remember – my first memory of triathlon was the Ironman, the very first Ironman. I think I was 18 years old in 78, right out of high school. And I watched, I, I don't know if you guys are probably a lot, little too young to remember ABC Y World of Sports. Oh, no. But uh, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, maybe Robin, yeah. You might, yeah, you're probably, it might have been at the end of its tenure there. At, or, but uh, definitely Saturday mornings I, I, or Saturday afternoons, I used to watch this ABC Y World of Sports. and Because I loved the stuff that was on. They had the Olympics, they had everything. And then back in those days, I think we only had three or four channels on. And Howard on, uh, Cosell. Oh, loved it. Yeah, Howard, you bet. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, he was a great commentator, color commentator. So yeah. And uh so I watched the I watched the Hawaii Ironman, uh the, the the replay of it, and I was just like absolutely flabbergasted. I just said, These guys are like incredible. I said one day I would love to try to do that. And I was like eighteen years old and I, thirty-four years later I did it. So <laughs> <laughs> took me a while to get there, but uh yeah, it was uh it was pretty incredible. So that was that was my introduction. But getting back to your question, uh yeah, in 2000, after I ran Toronto, uh, yeah, it was uh, fall of 2008. So through the winter, I was fine. And then uh, I had a bit of a knee problem. The first, my first real injury in uh, the spring of 2009, I was, at, and I was going to register for the New York City Marathon in the fall that year, based on my qualifying time. And uh, my right knee was just like, just, I had, I was, I think I had a three week period where I hadn't run, which is the longest basically since I had started running for 10 years at that point, I believe it was. So it was super like, uh, depressing if you will, I guess, you know, because I was just took it for granted. I was so, I took it for granted that I could just get up and run anytime I wanted to. And, and I basically did for 10 years. And, uh, and it was just, uh, it, it really, like I was, my, my wife was really pretty patient with me because <laughs> uh, she really encourages me and, uh, the, you know, she's been my greatest supporter along the way. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, 
it was uh, it was pretty downtime for me. I ended up getting seeing a sport med uh, doctor a few months later, and he basically told me you should quit running. Wow! And I went, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said I'm not quitting my running. So, so I. I uh, I, I was seeing a great physio team here in, at, uh, at our workplace. They had them right on site in our workplace, so it was, uh, it was fantastic. They were just super with me, worked me through it. I got back, uh, I think, about five or four or five. Yeah, I was going into 2010, I think it was, and uh, so I missed out on the marathon. And then uh, so I said, you know what, uh, this 10, six days a week for 10 years, probably taking a toll on my body logging lots of miles. So I think back in between the uh, 2000, after I ran Boston in 03, I think that year from the 2002 to 2008, I was running about anywhere from 100 to 135 kilometers a week. Wow. So I was for, for a long, for a long period of time, it was, uh, I was doing some pretty high mileage, if you will. It's, and it's not even that high compared to some people, but it was, uh, it was high for me. And, uh, that's how I basically became a better runner, obviously too. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, so I, I, I kind of reinvented myself and I had some friends who came up who were originally from our town. Uh, he was a, uh, he was a principal at one of the schools and his wife is a nurse and they were big runners, but they moved away down to Kelowna, which is basically the Mecca of triathlon in, in right. Canada, if you will, almost, I would think, uh, it's, uh, in the Okanagan here in BC and, we, we were friends. We kind of stayed in touch and, uh, they said, Hey, you know what, why don't you try, you should try triathlon. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, really? And I said, well, I can't swim. I said, I haven't swam since I was like, like, I mean, I would go to the pool once in that while, but never really swam, uh, a length of the pool at all. So I, so that was, uh, that was a fall of 2010. And, uh, so they, uh, I said, well, how about a coach or something? And they said, well, we can line you up with somebody. So they gave me a, a few options and uh, I emailed the three people, the three people. And uh, I uh, hooked up with this incredible guy. He's a Kiwi. He runs, uh, runs his perimeter coaching out of uh, Taronga, Mount Manganui and, and New Zealand. And, but he was in Cologne at the time. And uh, so I got hooked up with him and uh, Chris Willard, his name, he's just an amazing guy. Just, big six foot six lanky guy. He's a a heart of gold. He just, he led me down the, the, the the garden path, so to speak. And, uh, he was just unbelievable. So we hooked up, I started swimming. And, uh, so I, and, and I live in a small town. If you, if if you're not aware of that, I live in a town we're about 9,000 people. And, uh, so we have a swim club here. We don't really have a master swim club. Uh, so I ended up talking to the swim coach and I said, Hey, would, uh, I, I, I'm just learning how to, I'm taking up triathlon. Would you guys mind having this 52 year old guy in the pool <laughs> with a bunch of seven year olds who can out swim me? <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, it, it was so funny. It was, oh man, I had this, that was the best. Like it was so much fun. Uh, I can't even explain it to you. It was, it was so, they inspired me so much as I guess maybe I do do with them. I'm not, yeah, they did actually. They came up and, you know, some of them were just unreal. The kids, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So my coach, uh, he was, I said, you know, you just have to give me basic instruction. Don't want to interfere with the kids. So after work, it was our swim practice was, uh, between five and six o'clock, uh, three times a week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'd go out and I'd swim with these kids. And of course they put me in the fast lane with the seven-year-olds. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was so, it was so funny. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was super inspiring. I got a little bit faster. The first time I, uh, I got in the pool with the coach says, I want you to swim 200 meters continuous. See, I want to see how, what you can do. And like, I literally ate, our, our, our pool's 25 meters. So eight lengths. <laughs> eight lengths the pool. literally I got, I, I was so out of wind and I'm, I'm this phenomenal shape runner. Right. <laughs> and it was, it was like, I was ready to pass out. And I think I swam, would I swim four minutes and 14 seconds or something like that. And I was just like, you work gassed. for it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was so hard. And I went, oh my God, I got to swim two kilometers in this half iron. That's like, I got to go 10 times that. How am I ever going to get there? And this was, that was January. 
just after Christmas uh, when I started with them, and my event was June 11th coming up. So oh. yeah, it was it was incredible. What a journey! And with the with the with the swim club, uh, Jason Gathers, who was a coach at the time, he was he was great. And uh, we had three 15 year old boys in the swim club, and they've never swam a relay ever because they don't they need four on a relay team. So. They were too scared to ask me, so the coach came up and asked me. He had our local meet. He says, hey, we're having our – yeah, and I used to go down and watch the bright a bit. And uh, so he says, hey, the boys want you to swim as their fourth on the relay team. Oh, that's team. awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. It was – I said, oh, so I just laughed with Jason. And he, and he was chuckling a bit too because, you know, he knew, he knew my – these kids were like swimming, I don't know, like one – probably 107, 10. I, I'm not sure at that time, but somewhere like a one, 107, 108 for a hundred. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God. I said, if you guys get a, like a, a four, a four length lead on the, on the team, maybe I'll do it or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I swam anchor on this relay. Oh, you the anchor? So, oh, wow, yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the last, and they had and the whole, and the whole swim club, I think there was like, 50 or 60 kids in the in the relay were standing on the I could vaguely or I, I mean I, and I don't bilateral breathe so like I can but I don't usually if I'm if I'm swimming hard so I was and I and I breathed to my left side so I and I was on the outside lane and the kids were all along the deck of the pool one side one end to the other and they were just screaming at me <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, and and when we finished, I think we, I think we ended up well. We won that we won the relay by about I think the kid, the young fellow from the local community down the road here, he was about three or four lengths behind me just before <laughs> I touched. But we ended oh, up winning. Wow. It was it was a lot of fun. You know, the kids were high fiving me, hugging me. It was just, it was just, it was a phenomenal moment. It was so much fun. That is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it was a lot of fun. So that was kind of my intro into the swimming, uh, the biking. I ended up just, uh, like I said, I, through my coach, he, uh, kind of just said, okay, here's kind of what you need. And then I, and then I, of course we live on the North coast and, and so I went down uh, to the Okanagan. I got a bike, I bought a bike and he kind of set me up, fitted me, did a little lactate blood testing and just kind of set me up and I don't and to this day I still don't train with a power meter I've always just heart rate trained so uh yeah I'm not a real high tech you know these guys who need Zwift or anything like I just go on there and ride and kind of that's what I do (laughs) so (laughs) anyway so he uh he did he did a blood lactate and he set up my zones my heart rate zones and, and it's worked pretty well for me I mean I'm not a like I'm, I'm competitive, but I don't go out there to race against anybody. If you will, I just kind of push myself to where as hard as I can go, kind of, that's where I'm at with everything. And the results, I guess, come maybe with the hard work and everything. I probably could be a little better if I trained a little smarter, but that's, it's not the end of the world. I'm just happy I'm able to do it. So yeah, it's been pretty, a pretty great ride. You absolutely crushed that first triathlon. You did a 70.3 and you finished in what, five hours? Five hours, two minutes, twenty seconds. I think, yeah. And your first ever triathlon. Yeah, and that was my and that was my first <laughs> ever open water swim ever. Oh my god! Like it was wow. I, I I literally went in the lake the day before, uh, where we were swimming. It was a little lake uh, to Colnett out of Oliver, BC. Uh, it's a uh, the 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 race director. He has a series of uh, triathlons, uh, half iron. His it's a uh, dynamic race events. So yeah, we get about, uh, I think that year that was, there was 860, uh, 860 people entered in the 850 or 60 in the, in the half iron. So that was my first go at it. And it was like a mass start. So you're, you're all, you it wasn't like a wave start or anything. And, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to kind of go to the outside. Uh, when we got in the lake, I, I'm going to go to the outside, stay about two thirds of the way back. There's got to be at least somebody slower than me. So <laughs> I'm sure there's more than a few. <laughs> at least, at least, I mean, I, I, at least I thought there would be. I looked there was, oh, there was about, there was a bunch of people that were my age now or older, so you know, or a handful, anyways. I said, okay, well, I'll kind of maybe line up just slightly in front of them. So yeah, anyways, I got with the gun goes off, and literally I got swam over top, pushed under the water. It was just like I was, just, I was hyperventilating. I stopped. Uh, it was just a, it was just. 
unnerving. Oh my God. I thought, Oh my God. I thought I was, and they had the kayakers right, right by us. Right. And, and of course they gave you that instruction. If you're in trouble, if you want to get pulled out there, just put your arm up kind of thing. And I said, Oh my God, I've worked way too hard for this. There's no way I'm, I'm, I have to get through this swim. <laughs> so basically so I just, when your foot, your football training came into play. Oh yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was like, I'm so I'm, I'm not quitting here. There's no way. There's no chance. I've just worked way too hard, put in way too much work. Uh, and it was like, okay, just take it easy, take a deep breath. So I kind of settled myself in and I didn't stop. I continuously swam for the rest of the race, probably because mostly everybody was ahead of me by that time. <laughs> there was a few stragglers, but yeah. And, and I think I ended up coming out of the water in just over 40 minutes. So I didn't even have that bad of a swim time for a 2k. It wasn't even too bad for the first time out. So, uh, yeah, it was, I was, I was, I was just like so relieved when I saw the the shore at the end of that swim. Oh my God. It was like, okay, now I can do what I want to do. But <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. And, uh, I had a super, the bike course was, uh, it was, it's a rolling type course through the Okanagan. It was not, not super, any super steep climbs, but pretty rolling. And, uh, you get some good downhill, some little bit uphill, but, uh, I had a pretty good bike. I think I had a 236 split, I think, on the 94K. 94. So I had a really good bike, solid bike. And it was, yeah, 94K, I think it was. Wow. Two, I averaged 36 kilometers an hour, if you believe that. Wow. Like, I, I, I was shocked. Like, it was, it was, it's all, I think it's almost my best time on the bike, too. My like first ever one like that. Oh, actually, my, for that distance anyways, but, uh. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. So then it was super hot. Uh, the Okanagan's known for that. It's very warm. So I got off the, got off the bike, uh, transitioned and got onto the run, which is my strength, obviously, but it was like 33 Celsius outside. It was just cooking, you know, 90 degrees or so Fahrenheit, somewhere in that range. I had a lot of energy when I got off the bike. I was, I was so stoked that I had a really good bike ride and, uh, got on the run and, uh, the last four kilometers it was kind of a or last two three maybe three k were a bit of an uphill and i tell you the lead was filling up my boots pretty <laughs> fast boy going up that last hill i thought i was just going in quicksand it was incredible but then we had a little bit of a downhill to the finish line and as soon as i crested that top of the hill i just saw that finishing shoot and just went for it and i tell you when i crossed i was the happiest man on the planet at that point <laughs> because <laughs> it was it was so hot and it was oh my god and i have of course i had some friends and family just screaming out there and it was it cheered me on it was it was pretty motivating plus my coach was one of the volunteers at the aid station he was just at on the run so it was it was pretty 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 amazing experience why why do you go why do you go straight to the 70.3 this you know what i i don't even know i can't recall i just thought <laughs> I don't know. I, I really, I can't even honestly answer that question. <laughs> I just, I figured, you know, what, I want, cause I, I basically made my mind up. I think, uh, that I was going to do Ironman. I said, when I got into triathlon, I said, I'm going to do an Ironman within a year or two. I believe that's what my mindset was. I, I can't recall, but, uh, so I just, uh, my, like I said, my friends who got me into it, he saw there's a, there's a really good race down here. We've done it a couple of times and, uh, you, uh, you'd do awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I picked 70.3. I kind of went to into a sprint. That would have probably been the logical choice, but I'm not, I don't know. That was, I have no idea, honestly. But you already knew you were an endurance athlete. Yes, exactly. So this is, and, this is and, uh, kind of your, your playground here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I knew how to suffer because I mean, I can honestly, my personal opinion as a marathon, a guy more from a marathon runner, I find running a full out marathon like basically you're on, you're basically clearing enough your lactic acid. I mean, if I've run basically every marathon I've ever run has been like that. So I find I've, I'm, my body is just beaten up so much more after running a full out marathon than, than, than even, even do an Ironman, honestly. And you run a marathon, I know an Ironman, but it's, it's just a different, uh, obviously a different, you know, you're, you're in there for the long haul, so to speak. But, uh, I just, I knew how to suffer and maybe that was, Hey, you know, it's, I can suffer. I, I know how to suffer. This is, this is not a problem. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's kind of funny, but uh, I like, I guess I'm a bit of a masochist if you will. So, but you can out suffer the best of them. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've done a number of races. What, what's been, what would you say is your most memorable race experience? 
Uh, well, like I said, uh, there, there's, there's a couple of real big highlights, but obviously a couple of years ago, my, my youngest brother, uh, he, uh, passed away two weeks before, uh, I was, uh, running, I was doing a qualifying event for the world championships in Penticton last summer, just out of, just, uh, West of Edmonton. It was about 20 minutes out of the city of Edmonton. And my brother had just passed away two weeks before the race time he was sick with cancer about seven seven months before that so he was uh four three or four years younger than i am uh so he was i think he was 52 and just before his 52nd birthday he passed away but uh i i i i did a lot of talking to him on that race uh sorry <laughs> no yeah it was uh yeah <laughs> just brings back he was a great guy great sense of humor but uh that must have been an incredibly emotional race for you yeah it was i honestly can say i didn't even look at my watch until about i don't know the second loop of the run i just i raced on feel and it was I was, I was doing it for him and, and I, I wanted to qualify and, and dedicate my race to, to him, uh, at the world championships last year. So yeah, I was sorry for this. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So anyways, so yeah. And then it was, uh, it was a super emotional f- when I got to the finishing shoot, it was like, I, I pretty much broke down, had my wife and daughter and grandchildren there. It was, it was pretty amazing. And, uh, I, I, I had my person, I, it was my personal best time in 70.3. I did, I had a four hour, 50 minute, 70.3 at, and I was 50, almost 57 years old. So I was pretty, I was pretty proud about that. And, uh, yeah, I qualified. I finished second. There was a guy who beat me out in my age group, but uh, it didn't matter to me. I was just super happy that I got the qualification spot to represent our country at the uh, Worlds last year. So it was a, yeah, it was probably the, my obviously my most memorable uh, race. Yeah. What did it What did it feel like to be representing your country? And you've done it twice now, right? At the at the yeah, World Championships, so you've got your flag on. Oh. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. it's just an amazing thing. Yeah, I was I was in Spain in 2014 as my first one, and then Australia in 15, and then I skipped out on 16, and then I got uh, 2017 in Canada. Obviously, last year at the multi sport was uh, my third Hosted third it. crack at it, and I had all my family there. I had my son, you couldn't make it, but uh, had some relatives and some good friends that came down and cheered me on. It was just uh, like an absolutely phenomenal put. Like you say, you put your, you know, it's hard to explain sometimes to people because, you know, to get on, to earn a spot on the team is, it's not the easiest thing. You know, you got to, and for me, I'm really careful. Like I pick my events, like I know, uh, you know, anybody can show up and sometimes the best guy's not there or whatever it is, but it doesn't really matter. Just go out, you train hard and you you try to put your best foot forward. And, uh, and uh, like when you earn that spot, it's, uh, when that opening ceremonies, we did the walk down uh, Lakeshore on in Penticton last summer. It was like, uh, like it was pretty emotional to, you know, carrying the Canadian flag and and uh, seeing my family all and friends all cheering me on and supporting me. It was a uh, pretty with all the other great athletes out there. It was just it was a phenomenal experience. Yeah. Did it feel different this World Championships, being as it was on your home uh, home turf? Yeah, it was. Uh, I felt. I felt I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to let anybody down. Like, especially, you know, if anything happened and, and, uh, yeah, if, you know, if I, you know, DNF or whatever, cause that's, that's always it. That, that's, that can happen, right. It, it, it can happen to anybody. It doesn't matter who yep. you are, how good you are. It happens to the best of them. And, uh, I just wanted to just have a clean race, do my best and make everybody proud that, the results didn't really matter to me. It just like being there and having all that support out there. It was, uh, just, yeah. And, and being in your home country, obviously that's, uh, that, that's pretty special. So I, I didn't want to pass up and miss that. I know my wife and I talked about it even after I qualified and she says, Oh, absolutely. You know, cause you know, I says your kids will want to be down there and, and they all came, you know, like I said, except for my son, but, uh, yeah, they were grandchildren and yeah, I got some pretty amazing 
photos and memories of that experience for sure. Nice. You've talked about a few races. I'm curious to know if like if there's any particular training day that stands out given how much you're willing to suffer. Is there some particular training day that you're like, yeah, that was that was hard? Oh, uh, there's a few. Like my coach, I, I still use I I'm not being coached by him right now. It's just because like, I ran a marathon earlier this spring because I, I, I just wanted to see how I could fare running a marathon again. And uh, I don't remember how hard it was, but, but uh, yeah, it's uh, like the long lactate threshold runs are uh, super challenging. Um, and the bike, uh, I do this, this interval, uh, this speed workout I'm doing, these, it's I think my coach called it Thebo intervals. It's basically, it's three 15 minute sets and you do uh 40 seconds max full out 20 seconds rest 40 seconds max 20 seconds rest 40 seconds max 20 seconds rest at two minute two minute easy and you repeat that three times and then you go right into 30 seconds 30 and 30 and then 20 and 40 so it's 45 minutes and boy i tell you i usually come out of those like i'm just ready i'm ready to throw up like i'm just green (laughs) exactly oh yeah it's so hard it's so hard but it's i believe it's super it teaches you how to suffer and uh you know as we all know as triathletes and or endurance athletes uh you suffer and doesn't matter who you are everybody suffers out there so it, it does build a little bit of mental toughness those kind of those ones and they hurt and then and i know i got to work out a little bit after this i got one tonight my last kind of hard one i'm 10 days out to my race here coming up in montreal uh i've got a it's a run bike run bike run bike uh yeah you do a lot of those i've seen on your instagram yeah, it's uh, so it's more it's more for like the sprint. It's so and it, it's uh, you know it's I'm doing my FTP basically anywhere between ninety five and one hundred and ten percent of my FTP on the bike for anywhere between eight and fifteen minutes, and uh, then I and I'll go back on I'll do my lactate threshold pace on the on the treadmill, so or, or a little higher than lactate threshold for like six minutes, six to ten minutes. So yeah, those ones hurt too. <laughs> But they teach you how to suffer because they you don't know, in a sprint in a sprint race. It's it's uh, it's uh, a lot of suffering. <laughs> oh yeah, like my, my average heart. I did, and it's funny. Like last year, I did the sprint. Uh, I did the sprint duathlon, which was my very first sprint duathlon. I I usually race standard duathlon, and that's uh, 10k 10k run, 40k bike, 5k run, and uh, that's kind of what I've been doing for the last since about 13. 2013 uh and then uh this one was a sprint so i registered for the sprint and i can't remember like i didn't really have to qualify i think based on my performances that when i when i applied i think they just kind of said yeah you're okay to to race that and i think my heart rate average was 176 on on that race (laughs) it was like i couldn't believe my watch and i looked at it after i was like oh my god i shouldn't even be alive it was just incredible, but yeah. And then I had, like I said, I had an incredible result. I was like 49 seconds or 50 seconds out of a bronze medal. If I would have known that I could have maybe pushed a little harder, but I had no idea. I was just like, you don't so you might have exploded in a, in a yeah, burst exactly. of red mist or something. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I pushed hard enough. Trust me. I, I, I basically fell to the floor or fell to the pavement at the, in the finishing shoot <laughs> just for a few seconds. But yeah, it was a, uh, it's super painful, those ones, but uh, those workouts definitely uh, help for sure. So how, how do you, how do you maintain your body now? You've, you've gone through years of training and, you know, suffering during yeah. workouts. So how, how do you, how do you, how do you keep the body functioning? Yeah, it's uh yeah, I'm, I'm uh I'm not going to say I'm perfect or anything by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, I'm, I'm pretty careful. I, I, I've, I can honestly say I've been the same weight for 37 years, like give or take maybe a pound, pound and a half. Uh, I, I eat really well for the most part. I eat a lot of fruit and vegetables, but I love fish and I eat chicken. I'll eat a lot of red meat, I'm not a vegan or anything. Uh, uh, I eat relatively healthy. I enjoy my uh, glass of wine or two or my rum or a glass of rum and Coke once in a while. Uh, not going to say I don't. And I love chocolate. Chocolate is my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said, but I, for the most part, I'd say, you know, that 
85-15 rule, I'm pretty good. And uh, when I'm training, I'm usually pretty good with that. Pretty, I, I, I'm very disciplined uh, in all aspects of my life that way. So, yeah, it's been uh, that's and I I've strength trained for my basically my whole life. I keep like I I don't I used to work out with weights. I don't anymore. I'm just basically doing functional strength with body weight now. So just as I age, it's just a little easier on the body, I think. And, uh, that's kind of how I kind of maintain uh, my, you know, and I think strength training is just sometimes undervalued, yeah. especially by triathletes, right? Because I think it, because you're, you're training for three disciplines and it takes up so much time that, oh my God, do I have this time to, to, you know, this extra 30 or whatever minutes it takes a day to, to do, uh, you know, I work my core five to six days a week. I've got a specific, uh, routine I do takes me about anywhere between eight and 20 minutes. So I do do that. And I've got a pretty solid core. So I, I keep, uh, which, you know, is really important for running and biking and triathlon in general. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I take it pretty serious that part of it, but, uh, like I said, I've always been active and I really enjoy it. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's worth, worth the effort, I think. And that's probably why I've stayed pretty in, relatively injury-free overall. I think uh, I've been pretty durable. I've been very blessed. I mean, like I said, you know, 20 years at this, uh, it's I've, I've had a pretty good run. Yeah. Durable. That's a great word. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no pun intended either, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been phenomenal. Like if and uh, you know, and I've I've all I've contemplated over the last, uh, like I said probably the last six or eight, even actually, cause I got, I just got an Instagram about, I think it was December. Like, I mean, I was, I was on Facebook and I got some friends on there and whatever, but nobody, I don't have a lot of like-minded friends. So it was difficult that way. So I got on Instagram and all of a sudden I'm following all these great runners and triathletes. And cause I just searched for triath, whatever it was. And I ended up meeting, just met so many great people on there and follow found your uh your little area and uh i was super inspired as soon as i saw it right away i was like wow and these and like you say you guys are doing such an amazing job of you know telling people's stories and 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 just average joe's like me right and it's and that's the really neat and and i think it really inspires people i believe just here how other people are are, are trying to make their way in this great sport. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic and it's kind of reignited the fire for me a little bit. Yeah. That's what I wanted and, to ask. Uh, um, what, what, you know, what keeps the fire burning still? Because I, I read on one of your Instagram posts lately that you've had some thoughts about stopping once in a while. So, and after, after yeah. listening to this, you talk, I do not see that happening anytime soon because you talk with so much passion. <laughs> and so, yeah, what keeps the fire burning? Yeah, it's 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 just all the wonderful people out there. Like, you know, I just see, you know, how people are working as hard, if not harder, than I am. And it's just like, wow, you know, I'm just a I'm just I'm just one of the boys, so to speak. And I'm I'm trying to put in a good effort and it's so inspiring to see people just, you know, overcoming, you know, whether it's any obstacle in, in their way, you know, whether it be physical, mental, anything, you know, psychological, anything, you know, substance abuse, whatever it may be, we all have, we all have our baggage, so to speak. And we, and we, uh, you know, and this is kind of like, you know, it's an outlet for people and it's, and it makes us feel good about ourselves. And we're trying to keep, you know, lead a, lead a good life and, uh, healthy and active lifestyle and set examples for people say, you know what, if you can just inspire one person to go out there and try, I mean, that's, that's, that's a win for me. Well, I think you're definitely, definitely achieving on that score. Man, I think we could go on for a long time. It's already been an hour. Oh my God. I I talk too much. (laughs) No, we could go too. (laughs) You got a lot to share. Oh man, it's been it's, been, it's amazing. I mean, like I said, I you know, and for me, like I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue doing this. Like I've like I said, I've been inspired by so many people, uh, like uh, like yourselves, and uh, and for you to promote this sport the way you guys do, you're just doing a, an incredible job, and just keep it up. That's uh, it's fantastic. Thank you. All right, just to find a few questions here before I guess we finish things off. Sure. Um, so what's the message you would want people listening to take away from your story? Well, uh, for me, it's like I said, I started at a 
relatively late age in life. And, and uh, you know, and I probably post this too much in my Instagram stories that it's never too late to start something, even try or give, just go out there. Like I said, I started in my late 30s and uh, it's never too late to go out there and, and try something and, and, and accomplish something that you never thought would be even possible. Like, I, I mean... When I started running and, and got into triathlon, I never thought I'd ever do. You know, I, I maybe in the back of my mind, a small little glimmer of hope that I'd maybe do an Ironman one day, and you know, and just when that when that comes to fruition and you you, you complete it, and it's just such an amazing feeling. So I just think that for me, it's like never sell yourself short, regardless of where you think you are in your life, uh, and and just it, it takes work, it takes time. You know, uh, we all know that. And uh, if you, you want to excel at something or or improve at anything, you have to practice. And uh, and and if you commit to that, and I, and I'm, I'm always a firm believer. I always tell people, I believe everybody has an hour of the day of the, for themselves. Uh, you know, maybe people say that's selfish. I don't believe it is. I believe we all deserve an hour a day to ourselves. And if you use that to your benefit by going out and riding a bike or swimming or running or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just, yeah, you know, you deserve that. I really believe that. So yeah, it's my message is just go out and give it a go. Love it. That is a great takeaway. (laughs) And are there any people or brands you'd like to give a shout out to? Uh, Yeah. Well, obviously my family's just been, just incredibly supportive my family my friends uh like my wife obviously the biggest my biggest supporter she's she's not a real she's uh she's not really active type person but she she enjoys you know all the successes we've had i can uh, you know i have to attribute my success to her because she supported me on everything i've done and and uh my family of course and then and then like i said my my coach chris willett he was he's just an amazing guy he just he steered me in the right direction, challenged me, kicked the living daylights out of me some days, <laughs> as we all know what that's like, right? So, yeah, it's it's been uh, he's he's been a great guy, and uh, Danita and Curtis Schreiber out in Kelowna who introduced me to this kind of great sport. So, uh, yeah, they're those are the people that are, you know, I'll never forget. Awesome. And where can everyone find you online? Okay, I'm uh, I'm well. I'm I've got an open profile on Facebook. I don't really post a lot in there, but I'm uh, I'm the old man can. <laughs> and, I love that. It's so perfect. And it's and it's yeah. So I'm on Instagram as old man can, and I don't know. Like I had one somebody commented to me, go, "Oh, I love your name. It's so fun. It's so awesome." And I said, "Oh, whatever." And, it, and it's funny because my coach, when he when we when he signed me on to Training Peaks, and he goes, "You got to have a username." And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, well, I'm an old guy. Yeah, old man. Yeah, old man can. <laughs> so that's how that was my, that's my uh, use or my login name on uh, on uh, Trading Peaks. So yeah, it was funny. That's how that that's the origin of that. So yeah, it was kind of funny. Awesome. And uh, last question: Why do you try? Uh, I try because it's just the community of people. It's just it's like it's hard to explain to people that don't try. It's really is. I mean, uh, people who, who, you know, you guys can relate like I can. And, uh, the community is just, there's so many inspiring people. The community of people is just amazing. And the sport is just, it's just, uh, it's so much fun. It's very challenging. It's hard work. You know, to me, it's just, I, I love it. It's, it's, I like, I love, I love, I like going to the races, watching, volunteering. It's if I can. And, uh, just seeing people out there, uh, it, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a phenomenal thing to get into. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Man, this, this has been amazing. Yeah, well, thank you so much. You've been a great guest. <laughs> sorry sorry for talking your ear off. Oh, my God, I feel so bad. You guys didn't get to ask too many questions. but uh, No, it's great. I think we should have you on again later sometime because I have so many questions that I just wanted to dig deeper on. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we'll hopefully plan that someday again. Yeah, when I when I qualify to the Kona, I'll uh, Deal. call me on. Okay, how's that? Deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my long term goal. So we'll see. Awesome. Yeah, I, I've got a ton of questions left over. I could I could definitely have another uh, check of time to 
to listen to you. This has been great. Uh, no, I appreciate your time, you guys. It's been uh, really good. I'm like I said, I'm not a guy who likes to. I don't know, but I just love. I just love the sport and everything about it. You, you kind of people who promote it and promote it with for all the right reasons. It's uh, it's fantastic, and uh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm really humbled. Later, Al. Thank you, Al. It's been great. Yeah, you, you guys carry on with your great stuff. It's just it's super fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show and love the hot podcast, we'd love for you to head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your review helps us out a lot and would be very much appreciated. Thank you all again for being a part of this community and be sure to join us again next week for another episode where we will bring you another amazing guest and story. Until then, my friends, keep trying. Keep trying.